Hello and welcome to Mega City Book Club, the podcast all about the galaxy's greatest comics. I'm Eamon Clark. I'm at the Enniskillen Comic Fest and I'm sitting in the kitchen opposite the organiser himself, Paul Trimble. Welcome back to the book club, Paul. Thank you very much, Eamon. It's a pleasure to be here and I must say it's great to have you over at Comic Fest. Uh, just so that you can get to see what we do here. It's absolutely wonderful. We've got a wonderful day for it. We've got a wonderful hall full of creators. You're very busy, so we're going to keep this very quick. We're going to do a quick improvised um, episode about the first battle action special, which is literally fresh out and in our hands, isn't it? Yes, it, it, it only went on sale this week. So um, it's, it's, it's really is. It's, it's, it's bang up to date, bang fresh. And we've got issue one, which here launches at the Enniskillen Comic Fest. Uh, you've got all four creators from uh, issue one here, uh, which is remarkable. And it's got two stories inside it. Just before we do that, just quickly judge a book by its cover, because we've got two different covers. I've got the Keith Burns um, HMS Nightshade cover, which is a double sort of page wraparound cover, which is absolutely glorious. And as we were talking beforehand, John Wagner was showing off the original art last week at Lawler's, claiming he drew it. And then the other cover is the sort of Johnny Red cover. Yes, well, both are actually by Keith Burns. They're both by Keith, aren't they? Keith Keith will be doing the covers for all five issues. Oh, wow, right. Um, So the the regular cover is the one that I have here. And um, uh, so he will be doing a cover based on the, the, the story that Garth writes. Um, and then the issue that you have there then is the uh, the Rebellion Direct uh, Web Shop exclusive cover, right? Which will be a limited edition, and you're quite it's it's one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. Yeah, the HMS Nightshade, remarkable. Well, let's dive straight in. Let's start with story one in this collection, Johnny Red by Garth Ennis and by Keith Burton's, and uh, coloured by Jason Wordy. It says letters by Rob Steen, and. We're straight back into action with our old favourite Johnny Red again, aren't we? Yeah, I mean it's it's Garth loves Johnny Red yeah. and it shows when he writes it. I mean it's it's fabulous stuff and to get to see the Falcons as well, the rest of the team, um, and uh, you know uh, Nina's there and uh, you know Rodimitz and Popovich, the mechanics, and it, it's just takes you right back to the glory days of Johnny Red. Um, absolutely marvellous. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. But it's um, it just... It, Gareth's love for the character just shines through it. And if I can say without too many spoilers, there's a story about a um, one of the pilots getting sort of injured or yeah. um, by a, a bird strike, basically. That's right, yeah. And they yeah. come up with this beautiful sort of... <laughs> Uh, almost analogy for Johnny Red in his hurricane and that they get a falcon to the, the airfield to That's deal right. with the duck problem. Yeah, it's very clever. I, I wasn't going to... Sp- I was going to try to avoid spoilers, but it's very cleverly done. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, something something as... You know, you think of a bird strike, and it's it's not a big a big factor in World War Two. But uh, Gareth has managed to incorporate it in, and, and as you say, an analogy for the the uh, the falcons themselves. And just a word or two about the artwork by Keith. I mean, he's here. He's showing off some of his artwork today. He's sketching and drawing. But here we have Johnny Red. And if there's if there's one artist we want on Johnny Red these days, it's Keith, isn't it? Yeah. And Keith really has made the character his own. Now, 
Um, you know, he, he's, he's a very worthy successor to Joe Cahoon and John Cooper and Carlos Pino. He, he really has um, he, he really has put his stamp on the character. The grittiness of the artwork, the accuracy of the you know the the the, the planes that he's drawing. Um, he's got the likenesses down. Yeah, yeah, terrific, fantastic stuff. Okay, so that is wonderful. Second story we've got. Obviously, we have a return of a story from Battle that everybody uh, loves and has talked about. A story that was self-contained in a way because it ended. Um, yes, we have the return of John Wagner doing HMS Nightshade. Fantastic with his new creative partner Dan Cornwall Dan doing Cornwall. the art. Yeah, um, and. And we know, because John's on record as saying that he often felt he ended HMS Nightshade too early, and he's delighted to be back in the fold again and doing it again, isn't he? John, yeah, the, 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 the feedback seemed to be maybe less than, than, than... Back in the day, the feedback was less than John had hoped for on the strip, and it was felt that it really wasn't capturing the reader's attention. So um, the decision was made to wind it up uh, it did, at least it did get a, a proper ending, but um, the, this is something I never thought I would see. Uh, it would be John back doing an HMS Nightshade story, and when Garth told me that John had agreed to do it, I, I mean, it really is just a dream come true to see this. Um, and John, it, 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 I guess it's like slipping on a comfortable pair of shoes. He just picks up where he left off back in in 1979 and it's just fabulous and we've got you know we've got HMS Nightshade back on convoy duty uh, again without spoiling too much we could say that there's a cat amongst the pigeons yeah. um, and Dan Cornwall has picked up the art duties now again he's forming this wonderful creative partnership with John yeah. and here again it's just lovely stuff um i should just say who's colored it for him this is lena grady colors and again rob steen's doing the letters and it's just remarkable isn't it i i was a i must admit i i, I love dan's artwork but when when when, jo, when it was announced that john was doing this i was a little bit apprehensive because i have difficulty in accepting new art on a story that you associate with with a particular creator and HMS Nightshade, such a big part of the original, was Mike Western's wonderful artwork. And uh, I say I was a wee bit dubious uh, when 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 I heard that that you know it, it was it was going to be updated by Dan. But I read the story and I just got sucked straight in. And Dan has really uh, channeled uh, facial expressions and body language the way that Mike Western would have. And uh, I say I read it, and it, it, it I did I didn't miss Mike's art. Uh, it's wonderful. It, it really is, is wonderful, and of course, with HMS Nightshade, you get that framing device, which is yeah. the granddad, yeah. the only sort of survivor in a way, who's telling the story to his grandson. And we know that sort of the the granddad, sort of the appearance of him, is sort of modelled on Mike Weston himself. That's right, and that's lovely to see as well. Dan doing yeah. his yeah. sort of tribute there as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I'll just let you in on something. Um, I, avoiding spoilers, um, the hymn that's, that, that's used, uh, that, you, that you see on the last page of the story, 
Abide With Me. The, the, the writer of that hymn uh, was Henry Francis Light. And Henry Francis Light went to boarding school here in Enniskillen. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, the same school that I went to. Oh. Uh, so Abide With Me was actually our school song. So Garth, actually, I, I saw the script to this uh, when, when Garth got it. And it, it really brought a tear to my eye when I read it. It's that moving. And t- to be honest, every time I read it since, it still does. But um, Abide With Me has special meaning here in Enniskillen because of the connection to Pertura Royal School. Yeah, I mean, it is... I think we can say it's an extremely moving story. Yeah, yeah very um, much so. You know, I mean, I, I'm, this, is, this might seem like very high praise, but it reminded me of moments from Charlie's War, that it is so moving. It, it is very, very poignant. And yeah. as you say, there's that inner skilling connection as well mm-hmm. to the hymn. Wow, okay, fantastic stuff. Um, I've picked up both covers today, so I've got two copies. I'd already bought it digitally, so I'm triple dipped now. Okay. Um, but here you've got Oliver Pickles, who edited it as well, I think. He did, yeah. Um, is here with the Rebellion Stand, and you get a, 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 an issue zero, which reprints a couple of earlier stories. It reprints, yeah. It reprints the Rat Pack story from the Battle of 2020, and it reprints the... There's a Hellman. The Hellman story from the Action 2020. And Crazy Keller as well. Crazy Keller. That's a preview, I think, of, of ah. issue two. Ah, right. That's what things it to is, come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just mention issue two. It's given, In this one, it's given me the list of what's to come. Mm-hmm. So issue one is out now with those two stories yeah. in it. Yeah. Get your copy. Please do support this project. Uh-huh. We've got issue two is coming up in June or... Uh, the end of June, I think, isn't it? Yeah, if if, if everything ships on time. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be Crazy Keller by Garth and Chris Burnham, the same creative team that did the story in last year's special. And then we're getting D-Day Dawson by Dan Abnett and Phil Winslade. Now, again, I've had a sneaky preview of that, and that is wonderful uh, as well, just to see a new D-Day Dawson story. It's another thing I never thought I would see. Absolutely wonderful. Phil Winslade knocks it out of the park on the art for it and we've also got here at the convention we've got Rob Williams he's got mm-hmm. a story coming up yep. we've got Patrick Goddard who I think is yes, he does, he's doing the artwork on Nina Nina Petrova yeah. great character love yeah. to see that yeah um, uh, we've got PJ Holden who's doing Death Squad with PJ's Rob Williams here as well yeah. Yeah. yeah and we have Stas Johnson who is illustrating Cooley's Gun which is a, a quite a, an obscure Jerry Finley Day strip from the early 80s in battle. And Jerry's here. Jerry's here. Yes, we have Jerry Finley Day, who wrote so many great stories for battle in 2000 AD and Scream and Eagle and just about everything. So they've got, we've got five issues of this Battle Action miniseries mm-hmm. coming out this year. We've got great stories, we've got great creators. Based on issue one... Um, I'm sure we're both going to say that we cannot re- recommend these highly enough, can we? No, it is. It's it's it really is, and it's an essential read. Um, you know, Garth brings his A game to battle, being such a long time fan of the book, and he just brings out the best in everybody. And um, the 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 array of talent that he has he has lined up for this that we've just run through. I mean, it's it's a terrific series, and. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to every issue. So definitely, highly recommend it. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. I read it digitally earlier this week, and it is just wonderful. Yeah. And the two great stories by some great creators. We've got two 
wonderful covers by Keith Burns to pick from. Mm-hmm. Got wonders to come. Yeah, to everybody, please buy Battle Action, the miniseries. We're presuming it's going to be collected at some point. I think all of it. I would assume. I mean, I think it's a it's a fairly safe bet. Yeah, that, you know, with Garth's name on it, that it will be collected at some point. And it is larger. It is oversize. Maybe just to point out as well, it's not. I originally thought it was US right. comic size, but it's actually um, 2000 AD size. Yeah, which is, is was a nice surprise. And a quick word about the Comic Fest here mm. in Enniskillen. Um, you put on this remarkable event, and an incredible amount of work must go into it, particularly to get such a lineup of creators here in the hall at St. McMartin's Cathedral in Enniskillen. It's, it takes a, a lot of work. Um, we've been running since 2016, and um, initially, the, f- the first year now was quite difficult because we were a new convention. We're in the extreme west of Northern Ireland, and um, it was it was quite um, it was quite a challenge now to get creators that would agree to come because essentially you're losing a day's travel on either mm. side of the con, and for a freelancer that's quite a big commitment. But uh, I called on my old friend Alan Grant, and Alan agreed to come as guest of honour back in 2016. And once people got to know that we had Alan Grant, all of a sudden the door opened. And people, there were more of the, the creative teams were, were, were interested in coming. So we owe a huge debt to Alan for that. Uh, so it's, it was very sad to lose him yeah. last year. And Anna Morozova's done the image, I think, on the T-shirt That's this right, year, yeah. which is yeah. um, obviously two of Alan's great characters. Got Judge Anderson and Johnny Alfred on the mm-hmm. front cover, on the front of the T-shirt. And that's, you're not only selling those T-shirts, but they raise money for charity as well. I mean, we should say the Comic Fest is free to get into, and then on top of that, you raise money for charity at the same time. Yeah, we, we, we do. I mean, we treat it really as a, as a festival. We link in a couple of visits to schools uh, with local artists here uh, to, to do talks to the kids on comics and how to create characters and how a comic is produced. So we, we, we're trying to bring the next generation of, of both comic readers and comic creators on. So that, that's part of what we do. And as you say, it's, it's a free event, so it relies on what funding we can scrounge up and a bit of fundraising ourselves, because we want to make it as accessible to as many people as we possibly can. We want kids here, we want students. If someone's unemployed, we don't want them not to be able to get we want to project, present comics in the best possible light to the biggest number of people. I mean, to me, comics are as valid an entertainment medium as films, TV, books, and they should be treated that way. Um, and, you know, they, they shouldn't be ghettoised. Uh, so we, we, we will, we, we've had requests from people to take a stall here to sell Funkos or... Uh, you know, bootleg prints and things like that, but we we prioritise creative um, applications. People that are, that small press, people that do their own art, and uh, we 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 want to put that in front of the public. So uh, it's it's built every year, and I mean, it, it, every year it's got much easier to bring to get guests to come because the word has spread so well through. The comics industry, and we find now a lot of small uh, self-publishers. They they launch their books at Comic Fest, mm. and as as last year when Garth launched the Battle Action Special here, now he and Rebellion are back to launch the the mini series. So it's it just it it 
we've built it up to that point that the recognition now that that Comic Fest gets, uh, Enniskillen is known now throughout the comics industry. <laughs> It's fantastic. I mean, it's a great day. You've got, as we say, all these wonderful creators we've been talking about. I haven't mentioned Michael Carroll's here. That's right, yeah. Um, if you want to be able Danny's to... here. And, Danny, uh, yeah. yeah. Will Simpson. Nigel Parkinson that draws Dennis the Menace for the Beano. Well, I was going to mention Dennis the Menace because um, <laughs> oh. Nigel Parkinson has done me for a friend, uh-huh. um, Nasha from the Beano, yep. for 15 quid. Uh-huh. Um, a sketch of Nasha. So, you know, we get away from 2000 AD in battle, but, you know, British comics, all about celebrating yep. it. Nigel Parkinson's here. There's so many great creators. You can walk up to Garth Ennis and get anything signed and have a chat with him. It's marvellous. So hats off to you, Paul. Chapeau. Thank, thank you very much, Eamon. And hats off to everybody involved, particularly Garth, obviously, with the Battle Action miniseries based on issue one. Huge success. I'm going to be taking my microphone, roving around. I'm going to speak to the creators of the first, in the, the four creators in the first issue and just get a few sound bites from them as the day goes on. You're a very busy man. Um, I've got to let you go because your phone's been pinging, as we've been seeing here. I, I will always make time for you, Eamon. Well, I will always make time for you. Well, let's reciprocate that. Because the last two that you've done, we've done reviews of the Battle Action specials. Let's say that we're going to get you back on the book club um, in the autumn, get you to pick a book from Battle or something connected when we've got a bit more time and we'll do a full book for the book club. Sure. Talking about comics and talking about Battle in particular, I'm up for it any time. Absolutely. It's, it's what we're here for. Yep. We're having a great day here. Um, so from us here at the Enniskillen Comic Fest, thank you to Paul for giving up his time. Thank you to the wonderful creators who are here and who've done this wonderful comic. Uh, it's marvellous. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much, Eamon. It's a pleasure, mate. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to drop in some uh, interviews with uh, the creators on the floor. Excellent. So I'm now down on the Enniskilling Comic Fest floor in the hall and I'm with Keith Burns. Keith Burns, hello. Hello, how's it going? It's going great. Now I just wanted to ask you very quickly about the first issue of the new Battle Action series that's out that you've done Johnny Red for and you are now the go-to artist for Johnny Red it seems, is that right? Yeah, it seems that way, yeah. Well me and Garth did that um, mini-series think how many years ago it was now yeah and since then we've, we've managed to do a couple more stories yeah, but I also did all the covers on the battle thing as well so that was quite an, an unusual one for this one I managed to get the um, Nightshade one the Nightshade one was an absolute dream job because it's one of my favourite stories yeah. John's uh, uh, Nightshade story so to get to the cover on that was really special uh, and we've got two stories we've got the Johnny Red we've got HMS Nightshade we've got two covers here and you've done both of them yes. you've done a Johnny Red double sort of wraparound cover and as you say the HMS Nightshade which is just glorious yeah well I spent it, it was that um, it, it's very easy to get drama when you've got a ship and an aircraft in together and loads of waves it just kind of magically happens on its own it doesn't take a lot of effort so it's always it's always a no-brainer when that happens and then the Johnny Red one, it was actually, the Johnny Red one was an interesting one because they wanted to base it on one of um, Joe Calhoun's covers that he did quite a while ago, so the same kind of angle of the hurricane going down. Right. But on the original, and he was um, strafing some Russian tanks, um, so it was a different, obviously, to make it more relevant to the story we were working on, it was down on, on German bombers. Yeah, so, but it was, yeah, it's always good fun on covers. And your uh, remarkable creative partnership with Garth Ennis now, what's it like working with Garth? Because oh, well, we've worked together for so many years now on, on, on lots of different projects, it's usually the same kind of thing, you know, specialised in World War II aviation stories. Um, I just tend to know what he wants as soon as I read the script, and then um, 
I must get it right because it's, it's very rare he asks for a, a correction. Uh, I remember in one Johnny Red there was a time when there was Johnny had landed to investigate some Russian airfield and he, he kind of hid the hurricane underneath a tree. So I did inked it all, sent it off, and then the only comment I had was, mm, I think you find that the nose of that hurricane looks more like a Mark One than a Mark Two. You know, which <laughs> out of out of all the eight issues was, was pretty good going. So that's he knows that I'm gonna put the effort in to make it as correct as possible historically. And he obviously puts the same effort in, so it's quite a good combination of the two of us, you know, making sure it's as, it's as correct as possible, plus both of us really enjoying the subject matter. Yeah, he's remarkable for his precision. And am I right, have you done the covers for all five issues? Yes, yeah, yes, I did them all. So that was quite interesting, I didn't, I didn't know all of the characters. I was aware of a lot of them, but yeah, it's always great when you get a project where you don't know about them, so you have to then research them, and then you end up liking them, which then helps to helps do the cover, yeah. That was really interesting, yeah. I think my favourite one was probably the Major Easy one. That was one that was, yeah, he's just a great character. Yeah. And plus Nina, because that's from Johnny Red. Yeah. Yeah, so that's always a good one. So some great stuff still to go. And are you working on a, that's a Nina cover you're working on at the moment? Yeah, yeah, just from one of the original Johnny Reds, a blank cover. So, yeah, I'm doing that for a fella now. Great. Keith Burns, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Perfect. So I'm still on the convention forum. I'm now with Garth Ennis. Hello, Garth. All right, Eamon, how's it going? It's going very well. A very speedy return to the book club for you. <laughs> so, obviously, Battle Action, the first issue, is out, and you've got to play again with the wonderful world of Johnny Red and, and working with Keith Burns again. Yeah, uh, you know, my meat and drink, doing that kind of stuff. Um, so a 14-page story, like last year, uh, give Johnny and the Falcons another spin, this time with an actual Falcon, and Keith working his magic, just like last time. And also you get to sort of like help with this wonderful roster of characters that you can choose from and also a wonderful roster of creators. And, I mean, the first issue is spectacular and then we've got more wonders to come as well. Yeah, I mean, first issue, uh, Keith and I are sharing the book with John Wagner and Dan Cornwell on HMS Nightshade, which is such a coup really to get that. I mean, the first Nightshade script since 1979. Um, fantastic hearkening back to this wonderful strip um, and then you know after that next issue will be uh, I'm doing Crazy Killer with Chris Burnham and Dan Abnett will do D-Day Dawson with Phil Winslade um, after that I've got Dredger with Higgins again and Rob Williams has done Major Easy with Henry Flint fourth issue will be um Rob writing Death Squad with PJ Holden and me on Cooley's Gun with uh, Stas Johnson. And uh, the last issue is me on Hellman with Mike Dory, original creator, of course. And um, Torin Grunbeck taking over Nina Petrova with Paddy Goddard. Yeah. And I know from talking to Keith just now and from some of the others you worked with that you've got a remarkable knowledge of the period, the warfare. The, 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 the personnel, the weapons and so on, you're very precise about this stuff, without getting too heavy, but is that sort of part of that precision in some way to sort of honour what the remarkable generation did? Um, I think with, with battle action stories, you're one step removed from a, a typical war comic, maybe. Um, the slight hyperbole of... Uh, a, a 1970s boys war comic means that um, it's not it's not a direct um, 
but it's it's not a direct representation of what was going on in those times. But I think battle action does have a role to play there. Um, in terms of getting it right, I think it's just I think it's just a matter of allowing for what I said about hyperbole, remembering that these stories were based on things that happened in reality to real people. Uh, Nina Petrova. The night witches were real. The woman who flew against the Nazis were real, for instance. And I think it helps with the authenticity of those stories to get as many details right as possible. That's why, actually, talking about the creative teams again with Rob and John and Dan and Torin, it helps to have people who know their subject. It helps to have people who know talking about the Nina Petrova story again, what was going on in the Russian front. Uh, mid-war, who the NKVD were, what a commissar did, what her relationship to the rest of the squadron would be, what it was the Night Witches did. So when someone like Torin can bring her specialist knowledge to that, and the same, it, the same is true for the artists as well. It's just matching the writer's sense of authenticity to come up with a more, hesitate to say, realistic but believable Adventure. After all, we're not talking about fantasy here. We're talking about ordinary people doing things that actually happened. The first issue is spectacular. Two marvellous covers by Keith Burns. The stories inside are just wonderful. We've got four more to come. I'm presuming at some point they're going to be collected as well. I believe so. I believe the plan is to, you know, as usual with these things, to have a collection probably in about a year's time. Yeah. And then hopefully more battle action to come if it sells. Please, let, please, everybody buy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first one last year made way for this one. Um, we're hoping that this second one will give us something for a third series. Um, it's the 50th anniversary of battle in 2025. It would be a shame not to have something out for them. Yeah. Well, on behalf of all the battle and action fans, I just say it's just wonderful. And thank you very much, Garth Ennis. Uh, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure doing this stuff. Cheers. And now I'm with the writer of HMS Nightshade. I'm back with John Wagner. Hello again, John. Hello, hello. One short week since you're last on the podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to be regular. Yes. So we talked about bringing you back, or then bringing you back to do HMS Nightshade again. A story you wanted to return to. Yeah, uh, it's a story that I felt there was more mileage in. I'm not, now that I've looked at it, I'm not quite so sure, but I certainly enjoyed doing uh, a one-off for uh, battle action. And... It, without giving too many spoilers away, it's in the first issue along with Johnny Red. They are two wonderful stories. The Nightshade story is, I'm going to say, incredibly moving. Um, was, it, was it something you wanted to explore a bit more about some of the sort of grief and difficulties of being a soldier or a, a sailor on board Nightshade? I just wanted to get into what life was really like for people who sailed on these ships. And it's not all fighting. There's a there's a lot more to it. There's a social side to it, uh, friendship and disaster. And I mean, there's plenty of disaster and explosions in the story. But as you say, there's a story about friendship and a, a certain amount of loss and grief. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 And how is it working with Dan now on Nightshade? He's just um, doing. He's just pulling out all the stops. It seems. Dan seems to be my go-to guy. I trust him. He he always does a good job. He always uh, puts a, a full day in. On, and uh, I've never really been disappointed in his art at all. So I know that uh, if I give him a story, it's not Mike Western, it will be Dan Cornwell, but it'll still be good. The same with uh, 
Carlos Esquerra's work. It's not going to be Carlos, it'll be Dan Cornwell, but it'll be good. And just a quick mention about Keith Burns' wonderful wraparound HMS Nightshade cover, because you have the original art. Uh, I, I don't buy much art, but when I saw that, it just knocked my socks off, and uh, I couldn't afford it at the time. Right. But I got a nice royalty check-in, so I called Keith up and said, or emailed him and said, yeah, okay, I'm on for this. It's a spectacular piece of art, and you had it with you at Lawless last week. I, I did. It was covering up my uh, bogeyman T-shirt which I wanted to reveal uh, to get people aboard my Kickstarter. Yes. <laughs> the Bogeyman Kickstarter is still running as we speak when this episode comes out. Get on board. Um, just very quickly, battle action hopefully will continue after these five issues. Next time, if you're asked, will it be Nightshade or do you think it might be Darkies Mob? Well, I could do a Nightshade, but I think I would prefer to do a Darkies Mob. If they asked me, I could certainly do a job on that. There's, uh, uh, it was such a fascinating war, the, the jungle war in Burma. Great stuff, John. Thank you so much. It's a wonderful story. I was really, I loved it. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And finally, I'm with the last name creator from the first issue of the Battle Action series. I'm with Dan Cornwall here on the Enniskilling floor. Hi, Dan. How you doing? I'm very, I'm very well, thank you. Um, as hot as me? Yeah, it is hot. <laughs> yeah, stupidly wore a jumper. I'm going to take it off. I'm covered in blue fluff, so I can't take my jumper off. We should say it's like on a glorious day here in Enniskillen. But um, now I'm guessing you did, did you have much exposure to the stories from the battle area because you're far too young. <laughs> thank you. I've read Nightshade, right, right and, I, and a few others, but I wasn't an avid collector of battle action. Um, but I used to get your issue here and there. Um, but um, I have bought collections since because I probably was a bit too young. Right. It was in the 70s, 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Late yeah, late 70s, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah I, was, I, was, I would have been four or five. So. so, obviously, we know you from Dread, we know you from Department K, we know you from Rock of the Reds and Rock the God. Um, when you turned to doing a war comic, did you find, you know, is this an, an interesting challenge to stretch your uh, artistic talents? I, I enjoyed it because the references out there, you know, especially like doing something like Nightshade. I've got Mike Weston's work to, 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 to look at. And um, John actually asked me to make a model of the ship, which I think some people have seen. He's put it on his socials and whatnot. I think he actually wanted me just to make him a model chip, yeah. you know, because by the time I finished making the, sh the model, I'd finished the strip. <laughs> so, um, but I like going back and doing war stories. The more I can do, the happier I am because I'm interested in that era as well. So, yeah, it was great fun. And it, it's a spectacular story. You've got some of the original art with you on sale here at Enniskillen, and it's just wonderful work in black and white. It, well, I think Len, Len O'Grady done an awesome job on colours. Um, I did ask Matt because obviously the original Nightshade was black and white, and that affects what you're going to do. If he's, if if if, if um, they said it, they wanted it in black and white, I would have I would have done it differently. But as it was going to be colour, I did it the way I've done it, and it seems to be going down well with the fans of the of the original series, which is nice. I met Paul Tribble sent me a message saying he'd got early access to a, a preview of it and he loved it, which is, uh, means a lot. So. Um, it's just such a fun thing to do and I'm begging John to do another one because I'd like to have another go at Nightshade although he's got the model now so I can't use it as reference <laughs>
and also in there there's a little there's a lovely little nod to Mike Weston himself because the grandfather character sort of based on Mike Weston was that fun and sort of like also inspiring to draw him yeah yeah I actually used um, uh, uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier as, as a reference because I thought he looked very an older right um, I thought he looked like Natash and, and all of that lot um, but obviously I used a lot of his original work as reference um, especially the scenes when they're on the beach right. looking out to the boy sitting there but yeah thoroughly enjoyable and just before I let you go obviously I think everybody knows now you're finishing Spectre with John in the magazine but you're also doing or Rock is Rock 3 Rock the World is coming back at some point Rock the World is coming back possibly you know I would say it's 95% we've, we've John's already done um, the first episode but that might have to be adapted a bit more because they're going to be done in th- the idea is we're going to do it in three 40 page issues and then a collected volume at the end um, but yeah that we're looking at February to start that that's the idea that's the plan and it's all dependent on how well John's bogeyman kickstarter's going which is going really well at the moment yeah, um, yeah back that if you if you haven't yet back the kickstarter for the bogeyman and then there'll be a third series of rock which a lot of people have been asking for fantastic stuff i look forward to it well thank you so much for uh, a remarkably moving story in the first issue of battle action and also i'm going to say personal thank you for the kirby crackle in department <laughs> my pleasure my pleasure thank you very much dan cornwall thank you very much cheers that's perfect so I'm still at the Enniskillian Comic Fest and I am with none other than Jerry Finley Day. Jerry, welcome to the book club. That's okay, thank you. Jerry, they're launching new Battle Action comics here, obviously under the stewardship of uh, Garth Ennis. How does it feel with some of these great characters that you created that they've got new lease of life? It's great, I'm quite pleased. I mean, as I say, I'm doing books now, thrillers. I'm on a, sort of, uh, a different dimension, really, but it's lovely seeing it all being... Um, Rewarmed, as it were. And have they uh, reached out to you at all to see if you'd be interested in writing for Battle Action in the future? I don't know if I could, if I if I can do that now. I mean, as I say, I've gone into novel writing, which is a, d- a different strata. I've done had a big learning curve there. Um, I've got something, and I'm cooking with somebody as far as science fiction is concerned. But Battle Action, I'm honestly not sure about. I mean, we'd have to play this as it comes. But as I say, my total focus for quite a long time now has been you know writing proper full-scale novels so it does tend to move you either move you in a different direction so um yeah but as i say i'm very pleased that these guys are doing that it's very complimentary too and for other artists like who aren't around now to even see that happening for me to see that happening anyway Fantastic. Now, they, Garth Ennis has also he's brought back Rogue Trooper to the pages of 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking in the panel about when Pat Mills, oh no, it was, was it Steve McManus was approached you to sort of create Rogue Trooper? Yeah. And they were looking for, obviously, they were looking for more future war from you, is that right? Yeah, that's right. And how do you feel again about this character that you created with Dave Gibbons going on to such a long and successful cre- uh, career? Does it sort of like feel like your children are out there now doing their own thing? Yeah, it does feel, feel like it's a good thing. It's, there's, a, there's a progeny thing going on. There's still the interest. There's a, there's a tremendous compliment. So it's, it's great. I mean, as I say, I'm into proper 
full line storylines with a proper ending. So I, I've got this actually a different, I've got a different um, angle on things. Um, I don't know how this how this will go on if, if, it, if it just goes on and on. I mean, it's what more than forty years old now. It's coming up, you know, closing up to fifty years. It was pre pre Falklands to show yeah. how old it was. Um, but as I say, I myself have moved have moved in a different direction. Well, let's just quickly talk about that direction because in front of me, you've just signed me a copy of. The Men from Morganland by Jerry Finlay Day. It says on the back, the first in a Secret Service trilogy set in the 1940s. What can you tell us about it without too many spoilers? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take, pull out the last page so, it, <laughs> so you don't know. Um, I can't give too much away. It is a, it is a very much a, a chase thriller. Um, I love, I've loved all the way through. My favourite books are things, the classics, 39 Steps, Russia with Love, Dave the Jackal, all movement ones, all to do with, if you'll remember, they're all to do with journeys. Somebody's moving from A to Z and into that. So this is the similar line um, of a a grand tour, as it were, with um, traps all along the way. Sassy, I don't want to give too much away if you've got a book there and you want to read the thing. But as I say, that's, that's taken all my... That's taken all my focus, all my creativity. That plus the, the other two that are finished now, and I'm working on another another trilogy. Um, hopefully, these other two will be out this this year, possibly this summer. So we, we, you see it all. But that's it. There's a limit to what, what I should tell you right now. Excellent. To say it's a it's a, a spy thriller, really, moving really in neutral countries rather than than a than a war zone. Fantastic. So track down a copy of The Men from Morganland by Jerry Finley Day and uh, I hope we get to see you at some more conventions in the future. No, I'm, yes, I'm really enjoying it today. These are, these are great people, aren't they? It's a very, very nice environment, this nice atmosphere altogether. Perfect. Jerry Finley Day, thank you very much. That's okay. Nice meeting. Thank you again to Paul Trimble for his excellent hospitality at the Enniskillen Comic Fest and for recording a brief review of Battle Action uh, Issue 1. Get your copy from the Treasury Store link in the show notes for this episode. And thanks to those creators who spoke to me on the Enniskillen Comic Floor. Apologies for some of the uh, audio problems. Um, I need to be better with my microphone technique next time, but I hope it was worth it to hear some views from those wonderful creators at Enniskillen. And thank you to everyone for listening to Mega City Book Club. As ever, find all the links at megacitybookclub.com. Email me mcbcpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon and the 2080 forums. And until next time, when we'll be passing judgment on another great book, it's a goodbye from me. Why? <laughs>